Welcome to another Hometown Daily News Show. I am Mayor Watt. And today's episode is for November 19th, 2022. Today's episode is titled, Bring Your Daughter to Missile Launch Day. Let's get into today's news. Bam. Ah, I was on the wrong page. I'm always on the wrong page. Am I on the wrong page? Let me know. So again, I am Mayor Watt. That is hometown.com. That's what powers the hometown daily news show. Basically all information filters through hometown at some point. And um, yeah, that's a little bit hyperbolic, but really 200 news sources all gets funneled into six main categories create news education entertainment social and technology and then 50 channels within that let's get into today's news i'm actually kind of running around crazy today it seems like it's um busy but not busy today is uh well the whole weekend is uh world of warcraft weekend so if you've delayed doing anything with world of warcraft uh, now is the chance to log in and reactivate your account sort of you can try it out for free apparently i ended up buying the the expansion probably shouldn't have because i hardly ever get to play and i hardly have played wow in a long time but i want to start from zero again and go through all of the quests i think it'll be fun that said, I also want this car. First article for today is Hyundai's uh, Ionic 6 electric streamliner makes its US debut, revealing a 340 mile range. This is awesome. The only bad thing is the infrastructure for swapping out the battery just isn't there. Um, in fact, I would say this whole issue with swapping batteries out um, and long-term charging 30 minutes at least right two hours on a slow charger i think it all sucks and we're not concentrating enough on expanding the infrastructure to support or figuring out a way to do this fast swap non-ownership of batteries we just go in swap out a battery and off we go I'll keep on soapboxing about that, I'm sure. And uh, I'm sure some people will just think that I'm being dumb about it. But I think that's really the only solution. Lower the price of the cars. Nobody owns the battery anymore. And you swap it out. Bingo, bango, right? It all gets tested by that location. And um, if there are any repairs, it goes through whoever it is that actually owns that battery. They all get a piece of the action, just like oil companies, gas companies. But it gets recycled when it fails. Uh, it, it's a it's a thing. It's a possibility, right? I'm sure that there's going to be some scummy activities where somebody might harm a particular brand of battery because they don't like that competitor, but. Let's see. Let's discuss this. I think we have a bigger discussion here. At any rate, Hyundai's Ionic 6 electric streamliner makes its U.S. debut with a 340-mile range. This thing, though, is not tiny. It is huge. 
and on the back end looks like a Lexus and a Porsche uh, had a love child. The Ionic 6 EV with its strongly arched love it or hate it design is coming to the US next spring. The North American version was revealed this week at the LA Auto Show. Umar Shakir is the author of this. And uh, the range is a bit less than the initial 379 mile target announced. And even further from the European WLTP estimates of 382 miles, still 340 miles, an excellent achievement. I think maybe they made it shorter because they didn't want to have the variability. But I don't know. I guess we'll have to see in testing what the real range of this beast is. It says 340 miles is still an excellent achievement, succeeding the Ionic 5's 300 mile range while running on a similar 77.4 kilowatt hour battery, along with a shared eGMP, the electric global modular platform architecture that underpins it. Still though, you have to charge it. With eGMP, the Ionic 6 is one of the few vehicles in the US with a fast 800 volt charging system, joining up with other fancier vehicles like the Porsche Taycan or taken as in they're all taken and I'm not going to be paying for a Porsche. So the Hyundai calculates the battery can charge from 10 to 80% in just 18 minutes when connected to a 350 kilowatt capable charging station. And then it goes on to talk about colder weather, even hot, hotter weather impacts battery performance, charging stations, um, vary in terms of their efficiency. Uh, 18 minutes though is still a tremendous amount of time when you're comparing it to uh, internal combustion engines. And I still think that we need to focus more that the, our government needs to spend money just like they do for, um, fiber optic deployments and job readiness and many other things we need to expand the electrical grid to support it and uh, develop a a more generally accepted process wherein batteries are swapped out instead of having to charge batteries the ownership of the battery um, becomes a problem in about 10 years somewhere between five and 10 years. It really depends on how hard they're driven. Um, but around the 10 year mark, $25,000 is going to have to get dumped on a battery. If that battery still exists, it will become an issue. At any rate, the Ionic six, uh, ugh, man, every time I get to the bottom of an article, um, the Ionic six landing in the U S um, means yet another competitor to Tesla. And although I don't really like the back end of the Ionic six, others might. So we'll see what happens. Um, I want more competition coming at everybody all at once everywhere. <laughs> um, the more competition there is, the better off it is for the consumer. Um, and I say down with mergers and acquisitions in this particular space. I don't think that it should be allowed, but that's just me. Let's move on to the next article. That one's in the mobile channel and, um, it comes from the Hill and 
the a borrower returns a book 47 years past its due date provides an explanation in a thoughtful letter which i'm not sure what that actually means i guess they wanted to do it anonymously uh, perhaps wisely, the borrower also returned the book anonymously through the mail, thereby avoiding the disapproving glare of any librarians at the front desk. And who knows, uh, really, if there's going to be a fee here. Uh, the book, Chilton's Foreign Car Repair Manual, which, if depending on what that is, um, I know it's a repair manual, but there are some that are very, very expensive. Um, I don't recall Chilton's being very expensive, but anyway, it was checked out from a Lake Elmo. Hehe. <laughs> uh, sorry, I guess it likes hugs. And sorry, I got distracted. Uh, it was checked out from Lake Elmo location of the Washington County Library in 1975. The library wrote on Facebook. Upon opening the book, staffers found a letter. So what did the letter say? Let's see. Um, in the mid 1970s, this is the, what was in the note. Apparently I was living in Lake Elmo and working on an old Mercedes Benz. The borrower explained, took the book out for a reference. A few months later, they moved and apparently the book got packed up in the move. 47 years later, they found it in a trunk with other interesting things from the seventies. It's a little overdue, but I thought you might want it back. That's what the author says. Oh, and then says, uh, my apologies to anyone in Lake Elmo. Interesting. Uh, maybe that's, is it Elmo or Elm? I don't know. There's either there's a typo here or there's typos all over this thing. Um, who was working on an old Benz in the last 47 years. I probably can't afford the overdue charge, but I will send you enough for a new book. The borrower wrote. So they said that they haven't had daily fines for overdue materials for a long time, but we still do charge a replacement fee if an item is lost or damaged. The library said in a response to a Facebook user who asked about the policy, just glad to have the book back. Well, that's nice of them. Uh, the next article is a fireball flashes above Ontario and parts of the U.S. This is over in the Daily News show, which is this show. Oh my gosh, I know it's amazing. So a bright meteor was the sixth object detected in space before striking Earth, the European Space Agency said. And oh, did it really do that again? I didn't do my login, so and I can't log in while I'm streaming. So, okay, uh, basically, a, a meteor came and detonated, and it's a bright flash, and that's all there was to it. But thought it might be interesting to talk about. But we'll just move on. It's fine. Um, the next article is in the Hatch Ideas channel. What derails Elon Musk's Twitter experiment might not be at legislators or users, but exhausted employees rebelling against hustle culture. Um, I had a conversation. So back in the day, yo, um, I used to do 100-hour work weeks, but I was the one that was driving the bus. Um, and there was, uh, even for me, um, hustle culture. It's... Uh, normally, uh, small strategic entrepreneurial startups that um, have drive and ambition and aren't necessarily being um, ground down to the nub by a billionaire or even a multimillionaire. It's simply people who are really passionate about wanting to bring something to market. 
So, you know, I've launched nationwide projects. Um, I've launched nationwide projects that end up being global. Um, there is some serious drive and ambition out there that with the right team can actually do great things. But this is a billionaire trying to mitigate their losses for doing something rash um, and now paying the consequences. Um, it says the, the chaos of the Twitter blue rollout may be the, la the least of new CEO Elon Musk's problems. Having a workforce that's overwhelmed, demotivated and exhausted could be what ultimately derails the company. Just like other companies, though, he bought his way into management. He he didn't form this from the ground. None of it has ever that he's ever done was formed from the ground. Um, it, it's always been the hard work of engineers and in many cases, government money funding the objective. Um, so grants and uh, fundamental research that's been done by others and then goes into tactical to practical. Um, but it says a lot that he comes into this massive social network where he doesn't really have any understanding of the culture of it, buys it with money, just straight out money. Then he's his own creditor, by the way. He's part of the funding process, so he's one of the creditors. Um, and so when it collapses, he's going to be able to mitigate some of those losses because it'll be sold. And granted, it'll be at bargain basement. But what is the end game of this? Because he's not going to be able to change the culture of Twitter other than reducing it to the point where there aren't any active users um, enough for, or, or it's just plain chaos and advertisers just go, well, we're not interested because not only are the users chaotic, but the CEO is too. So where, where is all of this going? You know, I don't think anybody really knows, uh, but I do know that there are programmers, engineers out there that are tired of getting tugged this way and that way and um, don't know if they're going to have a job one day and then they get asked back the next day. It says here, uh, there was this idea of, this is what you do to make big change happen, Moss said of Musk's philosophy, and that they think there was idealism around it. But I think now that's no longer cool or acceptable. True. This is, uh, you know, people getting paid uh, maybe $150,000, $250,000. I mean, I know people that are making, you know, mid six digits as software engineers. Um, but this is a billionaire that is sitting there telling people you have to do 84 hour work weeks um, and uh, hustle more or get out. And this is the, the, Power imbalance between employer. Why is my bandwidth that low? For crying out loud. What is going on? Anyway, um, this is the power imbalance between employer and employee. When the employer is so filthy rich that he's making more money in a week than the entire salary of the software engineer that's driving this bus. 
you know uh, he makes all of these decisions and then people have feel the ramifications of these decisions and just because then just like spacex where something explodes and he shrugs uh, it's other people's money it's also his risk but he's got so much money that he can bounce back from this as long as he can manage it long enough yeah, maybe it'll bounce back but i still think that within the next five years he's going to reissue those stocks he's going to make it public again um, but it's going to be at the 25 dollar a share price point because um, he's already driven any of the benefit out of it um, and people don't want him as the ceo well, but again, we'll see what happens. This is basically a dumpster fire rolling down an alley and we're all going to watch it from our balconies. So what derails it? People getting sick and tired of this crap. Jacob Zinkula over at businessinsider.com is the author of the article that I've been talking about. And it says uh, Elon Musk recently told employees that bankruptcy isn't out of the question. That made the federal government kind of look at him sideways. Really, dude, you went into this with bankruptcy in mind, possibly. Hmm? The workplace culture expert says uh, exhausted employees responding to Musk's management style may ultimately derail the company. Yeah, they'll just leave and you're going to get other people that may or may not be fully capable and onboarding them not only into the culture but the code base is going to be a spectacular issue because the people that have been doing it have been probably doing it for six plus years um but again we'll, we'll see what happens moss says today the uh, today's generation many of whom uh, embraced quiet quitting and coasting culture and pushed back on careerism uh, is less responsive to the extremely hardcore approach Musk described. Uh, this is kind of like your coach screaming at you that you need to hustle, hustle, hustle. And meanwhile, you're sitting there going, it's gym class, dude. I just want to get through the 45 minutes. Um, I think that maybe you should stop yelling at me. Yeah. Not everybody has your particular work-life balance and um, Musk making it my issue changes the nature of my employment so i'm sure more people will leave uh, they're just going to get burned out tired of his crap let's go on to the next um, article and this one is uh, the namesake for this episode kim jong-un takes his daughter to a missile test launch a little known about North Korea's ruling family. Yesterday was the first public appearance of the child who is thought to be named Jue. Um, I think that's how it's pronounced. It's spelled J-U-A-E. Um, so yeah, ballistic missile got launched, an intercontinental ballistic missile, supposedly capable of hitting the United States. That is what I read somewhere else. The author of this is John Yoon over at NewYorkTimes.com. And it says here, it was quite a day for Mr. Kim to reveal a daughter to the world and to the North Korean people. The test was one of the most successful among the several intercontinental ballistic missile tests his country has conducted this year. State media called it a milestone in the strengthening of the 
country's nuclear force. Hint, hint, I guess it's going to be nuclear. After the test, Mr. Kim reaffirmed his pledge to react to nukes with nukes and engage in direct confrontation against enemy threats. So, basically, um, here you go, sweetie. Mash the button that's going to kill a bunch of people. How quaint. Let's move on. The next article is in the Daily News Show. Automakers poised to sell 400 million more gas-powered cars than Planet can handle, according to a report, Greenpeace, the report's author. Um, and this is actually sourced from commondreams.org. Uh, argues that the internal combustion motor must be phased out and vehicles must be electrified uh, to make road transport compatible with the Paris Agreement's uh, goal of limiting warming to 1.5 C. Yeah, where we are racing towards that. I, I, I thought that maybe we actually are at that right now, but uh, the world's automakers... Oh. The article, again, is over at commondreams.org, and it is written by Brett Wilkins. The world's automakers are on track to sell roughly 400 million more gasoline and diesel-powered cars, uh, or vehicles, I should say, than would align with the Paris Climate Agreement objective of limiting global heating to 1.5 C above pre-industrial levels, according to... And this is a, a an argument that one uh, above 1.5 C basically means that there's going to be uh, irreversible environmental harm. Um, and uh, let's see what else might be in this article. Uh, the new report defines the number of in ICE, like, referred to as ICE, but that it's internal combustion engine vehicles uh, that could still be sold within a 1.5 C carbon trajectory and projects the auto industry's ICE sales based on the assessment of four major manufacturers' plans, Toyota, Volkswagen, Hyundai, Kia, and General Motors, and quantifies the overshoot, um, barring Volkswagen manipulating their numbers. Yeah, I guess we are going to continue to shoot past it. Switching to electrification means that we need to bolster our power grid, though, so... Um, as usual, uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with every aspect of a commondreams.org article, uh, but certainly think that uh, we need to switch to something that is uh, no longer built on fossil fuels, yet still can be defensible. We have seen in other countries that you have to have a defensible power grid, and we certainly do not have one when we have to pull fossil fuels into the country we have combustion internal combustion engines um, that have fuel depots and that is defensible but it is in the process of destroying the environment as well so what happened what needs to happen more money spent on the grid and develop what i mentioned earlier which was a fast swap battery replacement system that's part and parcel to our economy. Uh, much like fossil fuels are, are the oil economy, um, we need an electrical power grid um, and vehicle power grid uh, economy. And it would be internal. Um, the next article, and uh, we're, we're more than halfway through, we've got about three more articles, uh, including this one. 
Um, I uh, beta tested Arc Age, the original Arc Age. I was very into the original Arc Age, but then they made some weird changes. It's since been sold off, broken off. Um, and now MMORPG Arc Age 2 was announced for consoles and PC. It's the sequel to 2013's Arc Age, but a different company from my, my understanding. Um, They've moved over to Kakao Games and developer XL Games have announced that Arcage 2, a sequel to 2013's Arcage, the open world action MMORPG is planned for release on consoles and PC with no release window announced. Um, I went and um, reactivated my account. If you don't know, um, Kakao Games is now the host for um, Arcage. But I've kind of got a dilemma because I don't know. It's been so long since I played it. Um, I have two accounts and um, I cannot. It appears that I have to keep paying for Arcage Unchained, which was the opposite of what Arcage Unchained was to be. You're supposed to be able to just play that game. Um, but I'm going to have to look into it because it took me a, um, a while to get back to Arcage. And this, I, I found out about this um, recently, actually just before this article uh, came into existence. Um, an announcement trailer and producer interview uh, can be found below. So go over to RPGsite.net. Adam Vitel is the author of this article. Um, and it says here, thanks to Gametsu for the heads up and the video transcript. Um, yeah, you're going to want to come in and check out Arcage. I think it's always been fun, um, but uh, there's a lot to it and and you'll have to do some due diligence to be prepped for this new Arcage 2 and Arcage in general. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to play and I spent many an hour doing that, so uh, I can't do everything all the time and as uh, mayor of hometown it gets really tough to, to play games i would love to do that for eight hours a day but it doesn't seem to be in the cards uh, the next article though is in the word in tech epic alleges google paid 360 million dollars to keep activision from launching its own app store activision blizzard and riot games at one point told google that they might launch their own mobile app stores and according to new documents Filed an Epic's antitrust lawsuit against the search giant, the details came to light as part of the allegations about major deals signed with the two companies. Google allegedly agreed to pay Activision about $360 million over three years and Riot about $30 million for a one-year deal to not publish their own app store. New filings in Epic's lawsuit against Google reveal that at least at one point in time, Activision and Riot were considering making their own mobile app stores. Jay Peters over at The Verge wrote this article. Pretty fascinating. So basically, um, they were paid off to not, <laughs> not compete. So in one document, Google exec Karen Avram Beatty is reporting back from a conversation with Activision Blizzard's now CFO, Armin Zerza, one month before the two companies signed this huge deal. If this deal falls through, Zerza claims that they will launch their own mobile 
distribution platform partnering with another major mobile company, presume Epic, double down with Amazon Twitch or Microsoft for cloud and esports and pull away from Stadia. Beatty wrote emphasis mine. Um, so the author bolded this one section. They will launch their own mobile distribution platform partnering with another major mobile company, presume Epic. Interesting. All right, so they just got paid off. Another document is a deposition from an unnamed witness that seems to be someone who is or was involved with Project Hug, Google's program designed to incentivize and support Play Store developers. Well, Stadia died on the vine, so what now? What comes of all of this? Well, they essentially lost their you know, first mover status. And now they've got to partner with Epic or somebody else. Let's move on. The next article is in the mobile channel. Artificial neural networks learn better when they spend time not learning at all. Um, wow, this is really interesting. I went through this news really fast. Depending on age, humans need 7 to 13 hours of sleep per 24 hours. During this time, a lot happens. Heart rate, breathing, and metabolism ebb and flow. Hormone levels adjust. The body relaxes. Not so much in the brain. Yeah, the brain is always working. So let me um, scroll up here. And it's over at phys.org, University of California, San Diego. Um, artificial neural networks learn better when they spend time not learning at all. Uh, well, not really not learning at all, but not learning in the way that they initially learned. So it says here, the brain is very busy when we sleep, repeating what we've been, uh, what we have learned during the day, says Maxim uh, Bazanov, um, PhD, professor of medicine and sleep researcher at University of California School of Medicine. Um, yeah, sleep helps reorganize memories and presents them in the most efficient way. So again, this is professor of medicine and a sleep researcher at University of California, San Diego School of Medicine. In previous published work, Bazanov and colleagues have reported how sleep builds rational memory, the ability to remember arbitrary or indirect associations between objects, people, or events, and protects against forgetting old memories. They actually have like a little graph that old memories either become new uh, memory um, or you end up forgetting them. And um, when we learn new information, Bazanov says, neurons fire in specific order, and this increases synapses, uh, synapses between them during sleep. The spiking patterns learned during our awake state are repeated spontaneously, and it's called reactivation or replay. Now, this is important because synaptic plasticity, or the, ca the capacity uh, to be altered or molded, is still in place during sleep and it can further enhance synaptic weight patterns that represent the me memory. You need synaptic weight patterns uh, helping to prevent forgetting or uh, to enable transfer of knowledge from old to new tasks. So this synaptic plasticity, by the way, <coughs> pardon me. Yeah, I have a mute button, but I missed it. Um, anyway, 
so you need this synaptic plasticity. The more uh, plastic your uh, synapses are, the more connections there are, the more ability there is to recall memory and form memory. Now, when Mazanov and colleagues applied this approach to artificial neural networks, they found that it helped the neural networks avoid catastrophic forgetting, which I find rather interesting because this is programmed artificial intelligence. Well, it can learn on its own, um, but when it is told, don't learn, and it goes to sleep in a sense, it basically reprocesses the old information um, utilizing its uh, its connections, but it isn't relearning from the raw data anymore. It's relearning its own memories, its own synaptic connections. So it meant that these networks could learn con uh, continuously like humans or animals, understanding how human brain processes information during sleep and can help augment memory in human subjects, augmenting sleep rhythms. Uh, can lead to better memory so uh, there's a lot of sleep research to try and figure out if we can uh, stop things like alzheimer's and um, other sleep related uh, illnesses um, typically long-term short-term memory issues it's pretty interesting uh, and i'm always curious how people wake up one day and figure out oh that's funny I, that wasn't intentional but anyway um yeah, they, they just say, hey, this is what this is doing and let's research it. So it's really fascinating that there are people out there that think like this. Um, and that's it, folks. That is it for the Hometown Daily News Show for November 19th, 2022. Again, I am Mayor Watt and that is Hometown. Go and check it. Well, that's not Hometown. Do, do, do. Let me go back. There's Hometown. Uh, every time you go to the site, you'll get something new. I, I can't guarantee it. Depends on how fast you refresh the play, the page. Please don't DDoS or DOS my site. That would be, that would suck, um, frankly. Um, I am continuing to rework the, the site and, and change its infrastructure um, to better support um, the needs of pretty much everybody that accesses the site. Um, the front page will change, but keep on checking it out. I'm coming to uh, hometown daily news show here on Twitch. Long-term storage is over on YouTube. You can download the podcast as well and um, keep checking out the site and this come on back and hang out with me. We'd really appreciate it. And I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.